Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. My friends call me Galley, and my exes call me. <laughs> I love it. Is it my turn? Okay. It is your turn. I can't wait to hear it. My first name may not suggest I'm religious, but my last name certainly suggests I can be a cold bitch. Allegedly in winter, shout out New York City, it's literally 60 degrees today. And it's seasonal because, you know, we're going to talk maybe a little bit, Emily, the season, your favorite topic. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 274, and I am so excited to have a new guest to the People's People's Couch. I just recently, uh, we did a little pod swap. I was just on his podcast, which you must listen to. He's come on the Patreon. We did an hour plus episode about Ultimate Girls Trip. And I feel in my bones that this episode is going to be a little bit of a trip as well. Welcome to Andy's Girls, Christian Gray Snow, host of the Slut Pig podcast, proprietor of the slut pig <laughs> shop you guys need to check out i mean you know favorite colors pink gotta say well represented christian how Hi. are you oh i'm so good how are you i'm so good i feel like you know we met through the wonderful world of bravo we however did. long and we have been dm sassing our way to this point of you coming on ag i'm so excited to have you everything has prepared us for this moment everything (laughs) 
<laughs> Literally, our entire lives has led us to this moment right now, and I'm so appreciative to be here. Yep. Listen, you are. Where are you zooming, Kiki, sassing from? Yeah, where I was just going to say. You, right you and I are on the same coast because normally I'm on the west coast. I'm based in yes. Los Angeles. Um, that's where I live. But I just got into North Carolina very late last night. I'm here for the mm. holiday. Um, we just wrapped up at work this week before our holiday break, so I. Flew out last night, and yes, I'm coming to you from North Carolina. And guys, if you don't know where Christian works, some breaking news. I know you like to keep it private, but he is, in fact, the president of the Vicki Gumbelson OG of the OC fan club. And I can't believe she let you go on vacation. Coto Insurance, I'm sure, is booming right now. It's but booming. I'm it's so, so busy. Appreciative. We are making so much money at Coto Insurance that I was like, you know what? You deserve a break, Vicky. I deserve a break. Go visit them <laughs> grandbabies. And I'm going to go visit my mom and dad. And we'll be back here in a couple weeks to make more money. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. I This is my favorite thing about Christian. Is that I think Christian and I disagree about almost <laughs> That's so funny. Which I love. Like, I truly, like, people who you love, I don't die for. People who you hate seemingly seem to strongly dislike makes me so curious. So I'm, I, I'm, I honestly, like, want to understand more about it because you seem like someone on social and possibly IRO who mm -hmm. has, like, very strong opinions, yes. which is great. I think that's important we need to embrace having a point of view having a perspective allowing for conversation when when folks disagree love all of it yes what do you think is behind the formulations of how you feel about certain housewives love or dislike yeah i actually i think about this a lot i honestly think a lot of it has to do with the timing and uh and the mm. order in which i watched um and who um, I was close with in my life, depending on which city I was watching at that time, if that makes sense. Wait, who you were close to in your life as in like literally? Yeah, like friends that, friends that I was Hills. like into the show with or like, you see what I'm oh, saying? Or like, or I, um, you know, liked someone who introduced me to like this series or something like that, you know? Mm. Um, so I feel like that is really where a lot of my different relationships with the different cities comes into play. And then specifically so the different women, um, you know, because the first like city I ever went back and just completely watched altogether was OC. And I was a late bloomer. I didn't start watching until probably like 2009, 2008. Wow. Um, so a very late bloomer. But when I fell off that cliff, I fell off real fucking hard. Like Tom Girardi, car off the cliff, boom. I was like all in. I like was skipping classes. Like I literally, like when I tell you, I can vividly remember being in class and being like, I want to go watch OC and just got up and left <laughs> in the middle of college classes and would go home and honestly just like get a little stony baloney and just lounge out and watch Housewives. And I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And they had all, that was right after they had all been added to Hulu. So I just, mm. you know. Um, so a lot of people ask why I like Vicky so much. You know, I think it's mm -hmm. because that was the first city that I went back and was like, like I made a point to be like, I'm going to watch all of this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to catch up to current day. Um and in those moments and in those episodes, I just, you know, I've 
I still like laugh my ass off just like watching like life happened to her <laughs> like just, you mean the way her falling or you know like just her reactions to everything like finding out her um receptionist was t falling asleep at oh the front God. of the office and Vicky was like absolutely not you know <laughs> and oh my God. the, the way her voice wax. gets loud you know what i'm saying like it, every yeah. something about her it just i find so much humor in it um so I think because that was the first one I went back and because at the time and still to this day, they have more seasons than anyone else. Like there literally is more time to spend Content, with them, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that's really how it kind of comes into play, you know, for me. I mean, a couple things, a okay. couple follow-ups. First off, yes. the mark of a Bravo-holic is you apologizing and saying, I'm new to the franchise, to this world, because I started in 2008. You said 2000. Do you mean 2008 or 2018? You mean 2008? Wait. What year? No. We're, 2008. We're that's dumb. That's dumb. How embarrassing. We're in no. 2021. How embarrassing. No, I graduated. I was thinking it was the year before I graduated. That was the year before I graduated high school. No, okay. So college. No, no, no. So I was a late. I didn't start until like 20. I graduated college in 2014. I started binging the year before. So I think like 2013. 2013. That's what I meant. The, the, the same, Sorry. my same response. No, no, no. It still holds true that the mark of a true Bravoholic is like nine years ago or whatever. You're like, apologies. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm new to this as of nine years, <laughs> as of almost a decade, eight or nine years, whatever. However many, I don't know. Math is hard right now. However yeah. many years, I mean, that is, that says something to me. We connect on that. Time flies level. when you're having fun, you know? <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. And the, I, I just love it. This is like so of our universe yeah. that you're like, I'm very new to this. I've only been watching every episode of every franchise for about nine years. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I feel like. Catch up. Eight years. Whatever yeah. I mean, as feel, even though I feel like you can ask me almost anything about any episode and it's like, or I can. I, you know, I'm that person that's rent, like mm -hmm. shooting out random one-liners from an episode that maybe no one mm -hmm. else even cared about, you know, that I just happened to remember. But I, I don't know. I just, I still, even though I can do that, I feel like there are so many people that have been invested in watching longer than I have that I'm like, mm -hmm. I got to give that to them. You know, like they've really been around since like 2000, I mean, OC premiered what, like 2006 or some shit? Like that's insane. I mean... Yeah. I, there is a line, there are two lines, both happen to be from Atlanta that I reference in my head and don't say out loud more than anything else in the world. Really? And no one, no one can get, I, I mean, you could guess, but you'll never get it because it's so fucking random, but I think about it more than anything else. One, the day Cynthia first got married and her friend Kite It's your wedding day. It's your wedding day. I think about that all the time. And it she's like on the verge of tears already and he's like, it's your wedding day. Wedding day. I, I love that. I know exactly more, what you're talking about. More than anything else. And the other moment that I think of more than that, this is the number one line reading that I think oh. more than any, any, else, I don't think I've ever even talked about this, <laughs> is when Kim Zolciak is pretending she's a superstar, like, but maybe like attempting to be like Madonna-esque, like singing <laughs> in a movie musical. If you say what I think you're going to say, I'm going to die. And, she and she's in a lesson with, I want to say her name is 
is Jan Smith, her vocal coach, Jan whatever. And Jan looks at her and is like, you kind of don't know what you're doing. Don't know what I, you're doing, yes! I think about you kind of don't know what you're doing so much. When I'm dealing with like a fuck up or something, like life, whatever, oh. biz, in my head, it goes in a circle. I And it's like the actual, you have to remember the tenor of the, the way it is delivered. It yes. is, she's getting, Kim is getting nuked and she has no idea. She goes, the thing about your voice is you kind of don't know what you're doing. And the thing is, she said this after Kim had hyped her up to be like this amazing, like voice coach yes. to the stars. Like, this is amazing that I'm here. They spent like an hour or so together, like going through practices and things like mm -hmm. that for, you know, her to kind of gauge where Kim stood as a singer, alleged singer. And that was how, that was the, Follow up to all of that was her being like, listen, after we spent time together today, what I'm here to tell you is that like, we got a lot of fucking work to do, <laughs> like as much work as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and also you have a voice because you technically, when you open your mouth, sound comes out and that is where we end. Like she's like, you literally have a physical voice and that is, and mazel tub to you is what Jan is saying. Welcome mazel to being to human, not being a singer. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, welcome to literally just having vocal cords and absolutely nothing else. And then Kim follows up with Dallas Austin and she's like, yeah, it went super well. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, none of that, literally none of that happened. An yeah. iconic moment. Iconic. Was iconic. Dallas Austin only hanging out with her because of Big Papa? Had to be, right? It was like, I think doing, a, <laughs> it was like definitely doing Big Papa a favor, but maybe also because it was filmed for TV, for show, which I yeah. don't begrudge him. But like the moments in which he's in the studio with Kim and finally understanding the look of shock on his face and like horror and concern and like do I an awkward laugh to me is yeah. chef's kiss priceless yeah. unbelievable yeah. Uh, canon housewives canon housewives he was canon. like I actually need my lawyer to contact you guys and talk about this never airing please ever again <laughs> He thinks he's like stumbled upon Candy 2.0, and it's like, sir, you haven't. No, you haven't. This is like some expired spearmint gum from <gasps> God only knows when. I just saw a tweet and I quoted it, and it was a picture of her smoking in the kitchen with her kids. Oh. And I said, you know, I was like, every, and I think about this whenever I watch like old school Atlanta and I see her in her house smoking and she's always doing her hair, I'm like, I imagine that her house smells like cigarette smoke and like that rave hairspray or like oh Tresemme. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's exactly what it reeks of. Like the way that her kids probably have the worst sinuses of all time because their mom was smoking inside a two floor townhouse for like 10 years every day. I'm sorry. Thank God she dropped the habit once the new ones came along. But poor, you know, Brian, what is her name? Brielle, Brielle and, and uh, Ariana. Yeah. I don't know. Kim being in the attic of her townhouse, eating what looked like the worst pizza of all time while she's getting a laser with the goggles on. I mean, that that's is, what we're here for. That's what we're here for. That is what we're here I'm for. Sorry. That is the kind of shit that I live for. You know what I'm saying? And can I tell you, that was the, those were the days that Kim looked the best. Kim looked amazing then. I thought she looked great then. Before she, she did, before she started fucking with her face. 
when she when she looked when no one believed how old she was because she looked that much older you no, think that no, no, was her no, no, best no, no. look no when she was eating the pizza on the table with the laser she looked good yeah. then that was a few seasons in now in the early seasons like seasons one season two when she, she was looked 42 but said she was yeah. 29 that's debatable you know, um, I think that she's been 49 for the last 20 years personally. But, you know, um, and God bless her because that kind her. of cray is absolutely ageless by Ramona. And I love to see Do you it. ever worry about it. her finances? Um, frequently, even though oh my God, I, <laughs> is like a $50 million company based on literally what? Literally that did not make still to this day does not make any sense like off by many zeros and also a five okay no like, but does have you sense. ever been in the facebook groups for her cashmere stuff i didn't know they existed i will do no research following this okay what is it what i don't remember happening? how i got into one but it's like the official like cashmere community you know for like all the products <laughs> And is it spelled with a K? Isn't it cashmere with a K or is it cashmere with, with a C? Cashmere with a K because I think that's her So it's son's like cashmere name. with a K and then cat. Oh, yeah. Ca oh, I get it. Cashmere yeah. and then probably community with a K too. Let's hope. No, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up because I, I can't remember. I give, give me a second. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I literally. I Actually, what if I, I might have left that group? Let me check. I can't remember. Cashmere. But I was always just so fascinated because all the people in there were like, like loyal, like loyal, like would post pictures of like, like bathroom counters full of like product collections and stuff. And I'm talking like there was like thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this group. And I was like, what? she's making like, I was like, okay, she's making money. Like, I'm not saying that she, whenever she threw out that crazy number, like I, obviously that's not what she's walking away with, but at that time, like, I remember it was, let me, I wish I could find it so bad. Oh, I literally is. cannot believe this. I okay. literally cannot believe this. It's okay, tell Kashmir us everything. Cashmere community, but community with a C, 48,000 oh, members. Oh, and it doesn't even have Kim in it. It's just for no, her, like, Kim goes in there and makeup. posts a lot. But it's like, see, look. But in the name, in the name, one, it's like two, oh, so yeah, specific to yeah. her, which is crazy. This is one person, four products. Look at this person. A whole bathtub full of cashmere products. And a dog in the sink. And Love a to dog. See it. Absolutely. So I, what I'm, I was surprised. I, I was surprised. Very much surprised. Because I'm fascinated by housewives businesses and housewives like finances. And I want them all to be set up for life. I wish Bravo paid them like residuals for their, mm. you know, content. Um but yeah, so back in the day, you know, I think that was like, was like season 10 when she came back on um, and she had that stuff Around back there. then. And that's when I was like, oh my God, like this bitch is okay. Now I see why Croy out here working for cashmere community. You know, <laughs> Croy said, fuck the NFL. <laughs> I mean, what do you think that says when it comes to loyalty? You're strong toward Victoria. I feel like I'm kind of like flown in and out. I'm a... Um, recovering bethany super stan obviously Oof. everyone knows i stand for shan like yeah. die for my queen but that's more like a connection thing and there there are housewives who i've grown to really love portia heather gay but i don't think i i used to look at some of these women like bethany like lvp previously where i mm -hmm. just had so much genuine love i was 
their I was in their corner always yes. and then something changed. What does it mean that there are some of us who kind of go back and forth and others who are able to hold on to that tie? Because it seems like you and Vicky have been able to hold on to that. Yeah. You know, like your impression of her, your belief in her, your love of her. Mm-hmm. What, how does that, how does that work from like an operational perspective? Yeah. And a philosophical one. Um, I honestly really don't know. I really don't mm-hmm. know. I think a lot of it, um, has also been impacted by the fact that, you know, like she and I do like have like a little bit of a yeah. online friendship. Like we chit chat, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like we talk about life. Um, I mean, I name dropped her in a job interview the other day and then got the job offer. Don't play. Um, <laughs> because literally I had a job interview and I had my podcast interview with her right after. And as soon as I was getting off, the girl told me that she, um, loved housewives because she at, she oh. had seen my Instagram and I said, well, I'm actually going to chat with Vicky right now. I said, I'll tell her you said, hey. And then I told Vicky, I was like, I name dropped you in an interview today. She said, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> um, so I do think that that's part of it. Um, I can't, I really don't know. I don't know. I think that that's kind of the beauty in the, in the whole franchise though, is that like mm. everybody has these women that like you know and i think sometimes you don't even realize how much you care about some of them you know mm-hmm. like i mean again like i was mind blown to feel my i was feeling bad for shannon i was like okay mm-hmm. you know like that's surprising but then there are also people too that like i would literally take a bullet for like Teresa judice i will be like your what is that mm-hmm. secret service you know happy to do it kim richards Right, bullet to the face. Happy to take one. You know, like, I... But I don't... As far as what makes certain people, I guess, like, let go. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really had someone that has turned me off completely like that. Except for maybe Bethany, just because I think she's an asshole. (laughs) But most people... She's tough. Most people, like, if I turn on them... Mm-hmm. I feel like I can at least maybe come back eventually. You know what I'm saying? I hope I can. Mm-hmm. Like, I can grow with them something, you know? Um, like, I, there was a time where I did not like Tamara at mm-hmm. all. And then um, doing rewatches, you know, I was like, God, like, Tamara's such a badass. Like, she's actually, you know, like, to get out of that marriage to Simon, who was mm-hmm. borderline abusive, in my opinion, like, verbally abusive yeah. to her. Um, and really just kind of created her own life. She found a guy she loved and like, Mm -hmm. they're still together and happy as ever. Um, I don't know. It was just, you know, going back and rewatching and then, you know, comparing it to current time. I was like, you know what? Good for her. Um, so yeah, Tamara and I turned a page a few years ago, I feel like, but (laughs) it's just so interesting that the women that you named Vicky, Kim Richards, Teresa are so obviously iconic, but they also have a pretty, substantial audience of people who feel the diametric opposite it seems like from an emotional perspective the characteristics that you maybe connect with and tell me to go fuck myself are a it's a very specific personality type because all three have a plethora of detractors it's really interesting (laughs) yeah and i'm very i don't i like very i mean i i think the one of the one reason I love this franchise is because it like really provides a platform to like, you know, women that are, I, I, is, I hate, is the term middle-aged okay? Is that like a weird thing to say? I don't know. Um, but like, I mean, I think 
women of a certain age that you don't necessarily you don't typically see cent stories centered around women who are not not non scripted not unscripted specifically you know what i'm saying and like, or scripted or okay scripted. okay let's get it absolutely if we want to get into that you know um but so i think that that was also kind of one of the initial reasons that i loved you know the franchise is just yes. seeing um seeing women like this just live their lives unapologetically and so i think that mm -hmm. one reason i connect to the vickies the you know the Teresas is like they're the, they say whatever the fuck they want you know um they really do like now compare that to a bethany who also says whatever she wants but mm -hmm. i think bethany has more like a, a savior like god complex that i can't get on board with that i don't think the other like other women do you know that i was mentioning um but like Beth, so interesting. to me, like Bethany is like soul draining. <laughs> and when did that switch happen for you? Was it when she returned? Um, you you liked her previously. I think I liked her like when I first did like my first, <clears throat> like first like pass on the show. Maybe uh -huh. first couple of passes course. on the show. Of course. Um, of course. If I'm being honest, I don't know. I maybe yeah. when she first came back, you know, um, and I'm and I just. And then also I felt like it was always, um, like if anything bad happened in her life, like it was just always mm -hmm. the, what we were shown was always curated perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Versus like other women's lives, she was more than willing to like shit all over. And it's like, I get, look, I, I'm not mad. Don't be mad at the player. Be mad mm -hmm. at the game. I get it. You know? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is, is Bethany is one of the best to ever play the game. I'm not mad at her for that. But yeah. there was just something for some reason I couldn't get into, you know, the enjoyment of, of her. Like, even, like, the It's About Tom scene. Like, it made so much sense that all those years later to hear the women, you know, through, I believe it was Dave Quinn's book, talk about how, like, obviously she was fishing, like, fishing for that information. And, like, you know, she probably planted someone there knowing that he was going to be there or something like that. And used that against her. And, like... <clears throat> had her vodka sitting there right next to the bed, knowing it was going to be a big mm -hmm. scene, you know, and didn't tell Lou off camera, anything, you know. Um, and so, like, watching that moment, am I able to sit back as a viewer and be like, God, this is good TV? Absolutely. But I'm also like, God, that is so fucked up, you know? Like, so fucked up. And, like, I feel the same way about, like, a like a um, LVP Taylor abuse situation you know oh, about wow. like how whenever um <clears throat> taylor brought that up um, excuse me um camille brought that up camille. you know right and but then she said all those years later that lisa right. was the one baiting her to do it and then if you right. go back and look it was i'm pretty sure it was like the episode before or a couple episodes before taylor had some sort of event like a charity event that she did not invite lisa to and mm kyle calls lisa and is like hey like where are you like i can't find everybody at the event that's how lisa mm -hmm. finds out no one was there and there's a scene where she like looks at jiggy or something she's like they'll be very sorry won't they jiggy and then that shit comes out <gasps> oh and, god i hope that's not connected i've never so thought about I, that in that context before but Ooh, then that makes me feel weird so you think that you see that and then all these years later when uh camille said that right. she felt like Lisa pushed her to say, right. I'll back you up, I'll back you up. And then she said they didn't show off camera was Camille being like, right. you didn't back me up. Um, right. I was like, it just, it, it, to me, like good TV, yes. But that is like, dis that's like disgusting, you know? Come on. Yeah. Like I can't I mean, get on board with shit like that. 
yeah, there is line crossing that uh, I think less of the Taylor scene, which was just honestly just a terribly upsetting circumstance uh, for, I think, all involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you think of like the Bethany of it all, I haven't read the book yet. And I know that Bethany, you know, tweeted that like mm-hmm. she has all the receipts and this is all bullshit. Like it's not true. But there is the idea of like, how do you cross a line when your contract is stipulating that all lines should always be crossed? Yeah. And I think about that in terms of Shannon who's getting dragged by everyone for revealing information off camera. and Before the season started. Before, well, I mean, I think that, they I don't were know not that it was fil- before the season started. It was 12 hours before the first cast event. That's what I'm, I, like, if, I'm sorry. If first cast event kicks off, like, filming for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. you say off camera before you see the girls with the first, like, come on. Come on. And I'm never Team Shan, but this absurd. Absurd. Gina and Emily, that was the that was it Christmas came early. They saw that hanging and I, you know, oh my God. It was like, you know that clip of Kristen Stewart playing Diana where she's like sprinting through the field? That was Gina running to find Heather and be like, I got something to tell you. You know, like ready to go. Oh my God. I mean, because it does tie into the idea, but I think it is actually a subversion of it and a manipulation of Shannon and Shannon's intent and the idea of what Heather and Gina and Emily are saying, which is like, this is a line that was crossed and you can have the argument of like Nicole should be in a position to reveal that information it puts her in an awkward spot a lot of that blame should go to Gina who revealed it at the party although we understand Gina who revealed it on camera Gina's the one who brought it out on camera Yes, and I just as a counter, and we guys, we all know I stand for Shan, but as a counter, I get why Gina and Emily felt like they were being manipulated by Shannon. One hundred percent. I get it. Like it's someone is is revealing this, regardless of whether or not it was filmed when they were talking about it. She's revealing it the night before. Like, Mm -hmm. what does she think is going to happen? But my counter to that is. She, I think Shannon was coming from a place, and guys, I wrote about it this weekend, uh, The Dips. You can read about Yo. my journey with Shannon being my spiritual housewife. I apologize in advance, which is the title of the piece. But <laughs> I do think that like Shannon was coming from a place of wanting to feel connection and friendship and how wild it is that the current most senior cast member on Orange County on her eighth season is so constantly striving. She's like racing for the middle. She doesn't have the power dynamic is not shifted in her favor the way it is for other women. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that has to do with her own behavior, her own neuroses, her own fears and self-esteem and whatever else. But it there is a connection here when we talk about the idea of like, what how much of this of what's going on is too far in the eyes of some members of the cast versus Mm -hmm. isn't this their scope of work like where do you draw the line yeah so it's like they can either say sorry or welcome to work it's one or the other you know depending on which housewife you're fucking with um but this is my thing I really, if we're going to talk about Shannon, I really, really do not think that Shannon crossed the line. I, this is what, and honestly, when I watched the premiere and, you know, it's cut and edited the way where it shows Gina and Emily arriving and they're having their conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, she absolutely set them up. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. when I watched it all play out and I saw pictures of Nicole Weiss versus Nicole James, 
I was like, you know, I too would be confused if I was Shannon. So, and mm-hmm. this is, and I, again, like I just, I don't know how it, how all these seasons start out. Like, do they get an email like, hi, well, here are your classmates for the season. Like, here's your cast, you know, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know how that works, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like Shannon was just having drinks with two people trying yes. to kiki. And I think that it was just a train of thought. Um, of her being like, you know what, like this Nicole James girl, I think it's this Nicole Weiss girl who's like daughters or something used to go to school with my girls. Not sure. Name's different. She looks different, but I kind of think it's the same girl, but there's no Mm -hmm. way it can be. And there's specifically Mm -hmm. no way she can be coming onto our show as Heather's friend because the Mm -hmm. girl that I knew sued Heather. So I think she was just confused and I genuinely think she was just like thinking out loud. Like, is this the same girl? You know, now what I will say, not in Shannon's defense, where is Emily saying, Shannon was like, you need to find out everything you can. Like, you're the lawyer, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like that to me is, you know, I don't know. I don't really fuck with that, but yeah. I mean, I think that there's, there are elements here of Shannon knowing the valuation of gossip and also that crossing into the area of connection the fact that she's too trace amiga short the fact that she doesn't have an alliance she's kind of on her own island like how does she how does she deal with this and the response the like hashtag systematic bullying of it all the response of all of it just feels like the punishment is greater than the crime and it's it gets into the area of much ado about Dubrow in the sense that I'm so thrilled she's back. Can't mm-hmm. get enough of her. She's back in her rightful place and her rightful throne. But are we all on the same page that she's going to be this season's villain? Because she's playing up some like. It's too much. Okay, So I just it's had. A lot. It's a lot. It's I a had lot. Ryan Bailey on my pod this week. And um, I asked him, I was like, is Heather like out heathering herself? Like, is she, Yes. you know what I'm saying? I was like, it's what we all signed up for, but it's like, we're getting like a double dose, you know? Um, She's high in her own supply. She's high in her own supply. She very much so is. Very much so. Can we look at the text messages between Heather and Shannon? Because I just feel like this is the exact right example of two women who speak different languages and are also assuming so much of the other person it's the problem when you try to reset but you have so much fucking dramatic history between you that you will and you know that you will always i think they will always low-key hate each other they're just never gonna in the words of Teresa, they're like oil and vinegar Okay, I think, I, and you know, I'm not a tree hugger, but uh, the seeds have been planted in a garden next door. Um, <laughs> listen, can you do me a favor and read Shannon Bador's initial text, and I'm going to read Heather's response because I do feel like we need to do a little AG theater today. And... I would be honored. Okay, so this is what Shannon. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, All right, read Shannon's go. text to Heather. Hello, Heather. I hope all is well. I feel badly about the way things ended between us the other night. I would like to continue the conversation if you're open to it. Please let me know if you are free this week. Red heart emoji. 
okay, now what do we think about that response? What do we think about it? Keep it real. I what think, do we think about it? that Shannon got told by producers, hey, can you text Heather about meeting this week? <laughs> and Shannon was like half hungover. You know that scene of Meredith Marks in the recent Salt Lake City episode where she's like on her computer typing with the like eye blindfold <laughs> thing halfway over? I feel like that was Shannon sending this text. She's like, sure, whatever. Just sent like the most vague, non-emotional text whatsoever to Heather. And Heather was like, how dare she? Not like... I mean, there she is more emotion. To, I don't know. There's something to be said for the fact that, yes, it's it's truly not a pure, it is not an apology in any sense of her. Her saying she feels badly is not a literal apology. And in that sense, Heather's absolutely right. Yes. yes. However, it is so, it's so not being weighed appropriately because Gina is the one, even with the best intention, and we're not really questioning hers. Maybe we who should. Who set that party is, on fire. Gina set the party set on fire. Who set it on fire. And the important thing here is Heather did drag her and was mid-drag when Gina shared information about how she was triggered, about how she uh, thought she wanted to protect Heather from the circumstance she herself faced when her husband invited her to a cookout at her his mistress's house it's not the same situation sorry it's it's not the same situation however heather immediately got it and empathized and i just wish that the element of empathy the idea that i'm looking at someone through the lens of you're doing this purposefully with the worst intentions understood and regardless of how she felt about what happened at least empathized with gina's decision and no one is doing that for Shan. No like, one. No one is doing that for Shan. No one's doing that for Shan who wanted the party to go decent and wanted to eat the $36,000 worth of sushi. Shannon's like, I'm just here for a good time. And y'all decided <laughs> to literally ruin it before the sun even went down. And is now getting... And Shannon, it's like Arch, all those shots of Archie Bador on the ground, confused, maybe a little sad, but he's fine. He's a, he's a happy, content He's like, why does everybody so fight with my mom all the time? Right? <laughs> it's like, can we not look at Shannon the way Archie Bador does? Can, does Heather need to take that dog for a walk? Because I feel like maybe a little bit. Okay, here is Heather's response, which... You know, oh trigger warning, trigger warning for those of us who also have spiritual nine lemons in a bowl. She says, Shannon, I'm surprised I'm just hearing from you now, but I don't care to adjudicate sidebar. Really big words, SAT, whatever I mean, your behavior over the past few weeks via text, nor do I have time in my schedule to listen to more of your rhetoric. The point isn't so much what you said, since there's nothing to hide. It's that you would pass on information that could be twisted and could have hurt my husband, his career, and thereby our family. Oh, and please spare me your supposed quote unquote intentions. It's your actions that matter and they are indefensible and inexcusable. I sincerely hope you have reached out to Nicole to apologize for humiliating and spreading caps lock private and caps lock information from 20 years ago. That was none of your business. And maybe the biggest fuck you, she signs it, Heather. We know whose phone number it is. She just texted you. But that is when you tell someone to go fuck themselves when you sign it with your name. That is yeah. a tell. That is a telegram. Not love, text. Heather. Not sincerely. Not thanks no for your time. No, no, no love and light. light. Stay no in the positive, bitch. That's what you said. <laughs> this, this, this is what's happening. 
look at this. I'm literally staring at this te- text message, which I had not said out loud until uh, just now. Honestly, hearing it out loud like that, like I know I heard it out loud on the show, but like that makes it even worse. Like her talking about what? how her actions are indefensible. Like you have welcomed someone who is in the same home as your children. You're sitting here talking about how what she did could affect Terry's career. Guess what else could affect Terry's career? Nicole suing him. I mean. So my whole thing is, if you're not mad at her that the law, she, that I don't, I just, you're mad, you're not mad at her that she sued you, but you're mad at Shannon that Shannon was confused about a possibility of a lawsuit. Make, make it make sense. It makes no sense. And like, and also my whole thing, Heather, for her to say, Shannon, I hope you've contacted Nicole. Um, Heather, I hope you and Nicole have a sit down on camera to be like, so what's it like yes. being in my house around my children, knowing that you have sued and tried to impact their college trust fund back in the day before they were even born and didn't tell me about it. Like, I'm sorry, that is weird to me. Like, if you invited me to your parents' house and I had sued them in the past and you didn't know, I would probably tell you before I went. You know? Yeah, I mean, my dad is a litigator, so I think he would probably have a couple follow-up questions for you. But, like, I mean, I know, you know, my dad and an opposing counsel whose kid I went to high school with, well, they they represented opposing sides. And, you know, asterisk on that, my dad did win. But, like, I do understand, like, that's not an awkward dynamic. These are just two guys essentially at work doing their jobs. But, like... This doesn't, it, none of this, literally none of this makes sense. She's trying to bargain with the idea, which I love, of intent versus impact. But she's saying that she's sort of, I hate to use the word again, subverting the idea behind it. Like the, the language of the point isn't so much what you said since there's nothing to hide. It's that you would pass on information that could be twisted and could have hurt my husband, his career, and our family. Isn't, but isn't the passing on of the information that's twisted it's not twisted it's the idea that nicole had sued terry so obviously it's actually what she said and yet she's also saying it's about your intent which heather doesn't know because she hasn't cared enough to listen she's too upset to listen which i don't begrudge her for but it's like you're assuming an awful lot and also not making sense for your logic, but you're using big words. And now Shannon's trying to get you to listen to her and you're not giving, you're not giving her the opportunity or the time you're telling her that it's not worth your time. Like really? Also, I know that like she knows that her like return is incredibly celebrated and all that shit, but like not a cool tactic to pull that you don't want to be around people. I hate that shit. Like, um, you know, I don't want to be around her. I don't want to talk to her. I don't think we can move forward. Get out of here. You got to move forward or go home. You know, <laughs> like, come on. She's got a lot of power on this show and I get it. They were desperate for her. They weren't wrong. I'm so, I cannot say enough how glad I am that Chateau Dubrow is back, that we are getting the glam moments from the house and we have Heather Dubrow back. I, I could not be grateful. I could not express my gratitude in this season of giving what a fucking get the hexagonal ice inherent in her soul it is maybe chilly for everybody else but it feels nice and warm like I I appreciate her for that I'm so thankful for her contributions but she is the villain this season there's no so far who knows what's gonna happen but there's like yeah literally no way around it no yeah. way around it yeah 
Um, I'm very curious to see how it plays out. But also, I remember because they went to Mexico on a cash trip, and I remember there was a video that came out on Twitter. Um, like someone in the lobby like saw them like filming and like they were like walking oh. through or something. And it was literally like a 12 second clip or something. And it was like they got dropped off and they walked like from the lobby or from like outside through the lobby to like the pool area or something. And okay. if I remember correctly, it was Heather, Jen, and Shannon. It was just them three walking together. So I was like that obviously like it wouldn't be that wouldn't be a little trio if they weren't like cool. You know what I mean? So obviously I think that things work out between them, hopefully. Um, but we'll, we'll see what the journey is like to get there. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy one. I felt like, like that boat ride in Cartagena. It just makes me so sad for Shannon. Cause I feel like she really doesn't have anyone on her side that believes in her. And I wish that Shannon believed in herself. I think she's still kind of struggling with how to communicate and defend herself. And regardless of how you feel about that, it does. It's not all against one because now we have like Noella in the mm-hmm. mix too, but I and she seems open to like understanding and empathizing with Shannon's journey. It's just tough because it's like Shannon has always struggled with communicating effectively, feeling like she was heard, self-sabotaging as a result of internalizing so much. And it's Mm -hmm. tough to watch this like toxic relationship of Shannon versus Shan continue because I think she could find so much more happiness for herself or maybe even success on the show if she wasn't I don't know it's like self I don't think self-sabotaging is the right phrase if she just she seems to counterproduce herself yeah just makes me kind of sad it makes me sad she takes one step forward and three steps back with people it's like every time someone starts to be cool with her she like gives them a reason not to for some reason you know yeah, she takes three steps back, and then she's like, wait a second, have I moved? Yeah. What just happened here? I feel like I am three steps Are behind where I was a second me? ago. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Honest to God? Heather Heather Dubrow, honest to God? I love it. I love her so much. She's my sweet angel. And bless I love her heart. Her. Bless her heart. Like, truly bless her heart. Not tell her to go fuck herself, which is, I know how that phrase can also be used, but like really, <laughs> truly, sincerely bless her heart. I do have to get your thoughts, just, um, you know, some initial responses, thoughts on Noella and Jen as housewives, as members of the cast. What are you thinking right now? Um, so I'm very, um, I'm fascinated by what's happening with Noella as horrible as it mm. is. I just think that it's insane that um, an attorney who is very well known and well connected and well respected mm-hmm. in pretty much all of Southern California. Um, and as a Southern California resident, you anyone who has lived there for more than six months will tell you the amount of times you see a Sweet James billboard, you know, like on the freeway. Wow. Like it's crazy. So, what so I think when weird. I say I'm fascinated by it is that he would allow cameras to capture the ways that his negative actions are impacting his wife and his family on camera that for a show that will be nationally broadcasted, um, knowing the reputation and like, you know, the job that he has, like you would think that you, I mean, feeling that way and doing it is one thing, doing it and not caring that people know about it and see it is a whole different thing. So I think it's just insane that he just seemingly walked out. Like literally she said, the only thing he took was his damn toothbrush, I think. So, um, 
but it's not like he has any control over how his wife, estranged wife, however you want to characterize the relationship, depending on the scene and the moment. Mm-hmm. But it's he doesn't have any control over how Noella responds to it. Do you mean, am I misunderstanding? Do you mean that just to actually do this right now? Yes, like to know that to know that she had jumped on board this show right. and to know that you are such a public figure. Right. In the area that this show is like celebrating and uplifting and, you know, and highlighting. <laughs> um, just to know that like this is someone that you publicly are married to and love and have a family mm-hmm. with. And that same public perception, you're just, I mean, it's just very weird that like he would just walk out on her knowing that she was starting this journey. And like I also said mm-hmm. to Ryan Bailey in my podcast this week, it was giving me uh, like Kelsey and Camille like season one, like he kind of set her up with something and then like bounce, like knowing that he had issues or, you know, was just going to do his own thing. But I also, I mean, Kelsey and Camille, I think had years of issues leading up to to their divorce. I don't necessarily get that vibe from Noelle and James. She talked about him wonderfully in the first couple episodes before Mm -hmm. all this happened. Um, But just horrible. horrible. I can't imagine like, and also her son, is autistic oh and like to God. to cut her off financially like that is sick that's actually sick like actually to, sick. i mean like you can't she can't even go to like a, a drive-thru and like buy food like you know a, a cheeseburger a happy meal like that come on now come on that's insane it's also a reminder of the sacrifice and risk involved when women in these kinds of relationships don't have their own stream of income and yes the power dynamic power imbalance and danger of that i mean we got a lot of it on beverly hills a very different dynamic with a you know um return established housewife who potentially didn't have access to her own checks Mm -hmm. um so it's it's a little bit of a different dynamic to me but just the idea of like knowing your finances in your family and having an out it is so it's something that Montana told me because he would mm-hmm. was a divorce yada yada attorney. When I I remember in high school, I remember us driving down the road in Providence, Rhode Island, and him telling me two things: like, uh, make sure that you make your own money and don't ever re- rely on a man, a husband, whomever to provide that for you and learn how to play golf. He was like, learn how to play golf so that in business meetings. And I was like, that will. One of these is gonna You're like, you got two. You don't get three. I'll I'll take two life rolls. Thank you. I'm gonna remember half of this, and the other half I'm just gonna forget. But like, there is a lot. It's it's so scary because it's scary to feel that the life that you shared is being taken away from you without your consent. And it's also scary. I cannot imagine being the mother of a small, young, uh, special child with special needs. Yes. Who is not able to potentially provide. It's It feels unnecessarily cruel. And yes. because he's an yes. attorney, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yes. And is maybe which makes it all even worse, honestly. Because it's like right. he knows how to get away with shit like that, which is disgusting. Um yeah, I, I feel horrible for her. I just, I mean, it literally feels like she closed her eyes one night and woke up the next morning and, like, he was mm-hmm. just, like, gone. Like, she went from literally being on private jets and stuff to, like, having no access to money whatsoever. And then she said the one asset that they did share, the only one, the home in Puerto Rico, she had been trying to sell and he'd been putting her on the go around about that. So, 
there's something real weird. If that house in Puerto Rico and the tax liens and whatever led up to this, so it just, I'm just. Something's going on there. in Puerto Rico. Something is going on in Puerto Rico. And I just want to say, I really love Noella on the show. I'm very into her storyline. I love the support she's showing for Shan. I can yes. see how she fits in the cast really in a really interesting, great way. Strong beta energy as of right now. That could change. But I, I, it's not that I, I just want to understand a little bit more because I don't know that we're getting the full story. Understandably so. Yeah. But I, she seems like someone who could have an interesting second season. Because yeah. As of right now, I am like devoted to her three episodes in, but I also feel like something, we're not being told something. And I don't know how much of it is because she doesn't know or she doesn't want to reveal it. Ooh. Something's up. Really? Don't you think a little bit? The way that we're, she's communicating this, like, I, I'm totally on her side, and I love her as a housewife. I cannot say that enough. I really think she was excellent casting. But there's just something here. The way that she's talking about this house, it just – it and maybe it doesn't make sense to me because the mm. situation doesn't make sense. Yeah. I just want to yeah. know – a little bit more about her and her behavior and responses to things. Because I feel like as with all people, there's something else there. Yeah. I hope that I feel like Heather will be the one to get to questions like that, you know, cause like remember back mm. in the day, I mean, she was the one that questioned Alexis Bellino back in the day about why are you renting? Like if you have all this, dis, you know, have all this mm. income, like, and she's like, well, we're renting because you know, we like, we don't know what we want. And Heather's like, so buy until you decide what you want. Like, <laughs> You're what are you talking about? You know, um, mm -hmm. so I'm uh, hopefully she brings some sort of that same energy, but not in a malicious way, obviously, because I don't think mm -hmm. Noella is doing anything malicious or with ill intent, like whereas Alexis was just lying to cover Jim's ass. But, um, I think that it would be great for them to offer up questions to her that allow her to really truly get her side of the story out on a public platform, too, you know, um. But if not, we just got to hope for the reunion and we're going to have to tweet Andy our questions in three months. I mean, I can't wait for it. And I'm just so grateful for OC. And speaking of gratitude, I just want to shift gears a little bit. I watched Miami's first two eps this morning. Unbelievable. I, I am Unbelievable. shaken. I am, I am actually shaken <laughs> and I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. It. it I, 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 I. <laughs> Like, I thought the ultimate girls trip was a gift, and it is. Yeah. But, like, mm -hmm. this shit is a gift. Like, I mean, just, I don't, I can't, I can't even put it into words what about it. Mm -hmm. Like, from the mm -hmm. moment that they started, and you can hear Feel the Rush playing as they're all getting dressed. Mm -hmm. I, I have chills just thinking about it. And, like, mm -hmm. that little OG luncheon that they had, the newbies, there are so many. There's newbies, and then there's friends of newbies. There's mm -hmm. the part-timers feel like full-timers. I feel like Peacock is just like, they have their traditional roles, but the formula is just free flowing and I completely appreciate it. I think it's so refreshing. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the money is unreal. Oh, Alexia's so garage. Was not expecting Alexia to be making the investment in relationships or whatever has produced that apartment. I was like, what? Well, oh I am booking. God. I am booking a bus to Staten Island as we speak. Absolutely, as we fucking speak. And me yeah. too. I'll meet you there. And then, um, I mean, obviously, Lisa and Lenny. You know, they're they've always been so loaded. Much. But like their level yeah. of wealth. Like I was texting my friends 
I was like, I don't get it. Like, I, I know, like, I get that plastic surgeons are incredibly, incredibly wealthy. Like, I get that Terry Dubrow is wealthy. I get that Lenny's wealthy. I don't get how they're that wealthy. Like, them having a, like, car service full-time driving them around in, like, a Rolls Royce to, like, dinner on a week. Like, that house, that is insane. Insane. I mean, but I, I get Lenny's money, to be honest, more okay. than I get Terry's. Tell and me Terry's why. Terry's someone with, like, I it, it does feel more realistic. I okay. don't know why. It just, it it really does. It feels like it's on a different, and a different planet on a different level than, like, Chateau du stuff. It really and does. It is, I but agree. It's, but it feels to me more realistic noting, again, as you, and he owns his own, um, what is it like medical office or whatever? I don't know. Words oh. are fun. Um, he like <laughs> the, the, I, I just, for whatever reason, I believe it. I'm not thinking like, Oh, is this family money? Is this coming from somewhere else? I do believe that he has created this and, um, hopefully they think of it as they've created it together. Um, well, versus like whatever's go- going on with the Dubros where I think like something, maybe they've made excellent real estate decisions, but it's just the size of that house is very, remains befuddling to me. It's yeah. like, yeah, I think that Heather and Terry, either some, one of them had family money. Both of them had family yeah, money. I don't, yeah. This might sound horrible, but like we all, Terry's brother was like apparently famous and passed away. I don't know if he had some sort of, I mean, he was you a never, rock star, but he might've had he some had a big so, estate. Maybe he had like a huge life insurance policy or yeah, something though. Possible. You never know. And then, and then if that went to his parents and then they did real estate investment. I mean, I really do think that real estate is their big thing, though, because literally they mm-hmm. had no intention of even selling their last house. And someone right. o- rang the doorbell and offered them like $18 million for it. And they're like, sold. You know, so I think that they make their money, a lot of their money doing this On- shit. Yeah. Yeah, and they obviously, like, have a very successful record of that. I mean, I just have to say, you know, had you told me during Miami OG mm-hmm. that Alexia would be bringing the storyline, the Girl. drama, the threat. If you had told me that Alexia was the thread for honestly, a reboot, I would This show like, could no be Alexia way. and no Friends. Way. It could honestly be Alexia and 100%. Friends. It really could. Like, I... Also, her new man, her husband, hot. Super cute. Super, super cute. cute. And, like... Did you not love, like, them? they did a montage where literally, how often is it that all of your cast members are, like, almost crying because they, like, think that you found the love of your life? Like, that was beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. I, and also, like, all the shit that she's been through, it's like, thank God. Like, at least let her find, you know, at least let her find a man. I think the stuff with, you know, the, the updates with Frankie, obviously there's some drama going on with Peter and with her fiance, but just to see Frankie doing as well as he is right now. I remember like it was yesterday when that accident happened and Alexia's response to it on the reunion. And she chose herself really to take a step back from the show because it was such a traumatizing life altering um Horrible. event and to see how he is doing now i mean the work that she has put in devoting herself to him and the fact that they're now business owners his name that is she on the created wall. a business with his name on i him. i my friends last night they're like should we go to miami i was like can we go get our nails done at their place like that's all i want to do that's all i want to do i mean i go to miami 
pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID, I typically go to Miami once a year. I have family in um, South Beach. And I, oh yeah, I fucking, I die for Miami. The fact that they're going I've back never and this Miami. never been to Miami. Oh, it is everything. And this Miami, what we're seeing now is closer to my uh, idea of Miami and aspirational than OG Miami housewives. Oh. Like this is exactly right. And having these women slip from a slip into rather um, English and Spanish in the, in the same frame of a sentence is like a melody being born. We needed this. We I deserve this. Love I love it. it. I, I love it. I love it. it. I know when it was like, and they kind of broke the fourth wall too, because when, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, Alexia and Marisol. They were going in between Spanish and English when they sat down at that uh, OG mm-hmm. lunch and the glass blew over. And Marisol was like, oh, that's good luck. And I think that she did it kind of like doing like kind she of an off camera. Because like, she said, what are you talking about? She's like, that means oh, it's yeah, good yeah, luck. Yeah. And like, this is our first group yeah. thing. Like, this is good luck, you know? And I was like, oh, that was kind of, that was cute. But then she was like, it was also just the wind. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, I know I love it. I mean, and also Marisol being back. Talk about someone who we mourned with her when Mama Elsa. May her memory continue to be a blessing Forever to be us a blessing. all. Absolutely. Forever be a blessing. She had a tough last season on Housewives. And regardless of whether she's a friend now or considered whatever she is, I, it makes me so happy. It's like Sonia levels of like, I'm so happy for a different reason. I'm so happy she's on the show. We're only two episodes in, but I'm like not considering anyone friends at this point because yeah, everyone agreed. is fully like, like literally technically the first person we saw in a confessional was Adriana. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think that again, I think I appreciate the the free flowing formula. Like they're not really. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're not really abiding by any rules, you know. And I kind of it's so refreshing to see because I think Bravo limits themselves so much just trying to. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate tradition as some you know like hello you know I don't like when my OGs get fired. I I, I mm-hmm. mourn for weeks. You know I have to take time mm-hmm. off work. All that stuff. I don't <laughs> like breaking tradition. Um, mom, you don't have to tiptoe. It's fine. You don't. <laughs> you, oh, we got a parent. We got a parent around. Shout out, shout out, moms. Shout out, mothers. Happy holidays to you everybody don't hear with her, their but family. She said hi. <laughs> the host said hi. <laughs> My mom's like tiptoeing through. I was like, I appreciate. I, I appreciate her trying to be quiet. I was like, you don't have to tiptoe. Um, love, love a respectful queen. Love yes, it. Love, love to it. see it. Love, love learn to not from hear the best. It. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but about the idea of like friends of and, you know, moving away from traditionalism, I don't know if that's due to Peacock or just, I mean, if Girls Trip was Peacock and this is Peacock, Peacock is doing something fucking right. Because guys, if you haven't watched Miami, real, real good, real, real, strong. real, real, real good. And like, I mean, the storylines that they've laid the foundation mm-hmm. for are just thriving. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's just the beginning because some of these women are just getting to know each other. So obviously stuff's going to happen, you know, like there's going to be more that comes out just off of, off of them, you know, vibing together in addition to the things like, I'm sorry, but before Larsa could even get her fake butt in that chair, the fact that they were asking about her OnlyFans, I was like, I know not. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Listen, speaking of love, you're coming back again, ASAP. I do. I did ask you for one 
favor for me because guys sometimes you know sometimes these women <laughs> have tough reunions and they're like man I wish there was a part four even though we don't often agree with that but yeah. listen on my recent time on Christian Grace Knows podcast that you absolutely must listen to Slut Pig what a name what a pod what, what a, a journey <laughs> he does something at the end or or middle whenever during each ep where he does like a timed 60 second answer and I am not good at timed tests so Myra I I was like I came in there like fucking guns blazing like oh I'm gonna kill it who did the best at this I'm gonna be better but what I realized was when you are under pressure you will forget the name of literally all 120 plus housewives so he was asking <laughs> me things and I was literally just calling out names of people that I have talked <laughs> about recently and so I said to Christian after the fact that was among my worst work and I asked him I have no idea what you're gonna ask me but I did ask you to bring questions, we're going to do a follow-up times, yada, yada. I'm going to do the stopwatch, stopwatch until 60 seconds, and I am going to do my best. I have no idea what you're going to ask. I'm really, though, going to try to be more intentional in my responses. And you guys know, even based on this intro, I love myself some words, and I love myself a couple extra sentences for kicks. So we're going to see <laughs> how this works. It. Do you have a name for this segment, by yeah. the way? Yeah, it's our it's, we just our housewives rapid fire question game is how we end every episode. Yep. Okay, so we're gonna end this episode accordingly in honor of your pod and uh, uh, as a form of revenge, okay. shall we say, for myself. Well, for, uh, I'm ready. Thank you. Okay, so I'm right. I'm about to press start. You're ready to go. Okay. Give me a ready. countdown. Three, two, one, start. First housewife that comes to mind when I say the word beautiful. Uh, Portia. Okay. Fire any current housewife from any franchise. Who would it be? Uh, I, uh, 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 Mia. Oh, wow. Most overrated housewife of all time. Okay, okay. If you could revive any former housewives business, what would it be? Oh my god. Colette, <laughs> because I fucking love champagne. I love it. <laughs> Housewife whose shoe and jewelry collection you'd like to raid. Oh god. This was a tailored um, question just for you. None of them are good. Oh um, wow. Maybe Heather, even though it's probably a little bit too severe and I don't love Van Cleef. Uh, housewife you'd be most scared of in real life. Uh, Daniel, stop. Done. Okay. Wow. One minute, two seconds. That was better. Don't you think that was better? That was much, much, much better. We got answers on everything, and I felt like you actually enjoyed your answers. I think I was more into versus before you guys can listen to that episode where I'm truly, I was spiraling a little bit just now, but the first episode I was truly spiraling because at that point I didn't know how bad at time test I was. And then I was like, this is It was funny. You're the only person of all my guests who texted me after and was like, I'm really worried about the rapid fire segment. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's fine. I promise. It's totally fine. <laughs> I have. I was so worried about it that we had like promo stories and stuff, and I couldn't share the one that included my responses because I was out. I was like She's racked like, I'll with post guilt. Everything but that. Thank you. I'll, I'm gonna post everything but that. Um, that was 
that thank you for doing me that indulgence oh, i appreciate course. that i think that i am not as people can question their answers but i am not ashamed of them i have to say also the jewelry question i'm really gonna have to sit and think on that because I, I don't die for anybody's jewelry choices their style i think that you should i actually honestly thought that you would know that like probably quicker than all of them because i figured because i know that's like your thing like you love yeah, like your vin vintage you know? yeah, so yeah, i thought yeah. maybe you'd connected nope. with somebody over the years over stuff like that you would think, right? And yeah. then you put a fucking stopwatch in front of me, and I'm like, what's my name? Um, Listen, I what's know. What's the Real Housewives? I've never heard of it. <laughs> Where am I? Do I love Candace? What's happening? Um, I love it. Listen, <laughs> I, this has been such a pleasure. I This is the exact right energy, guys. As we are all going into the holiday season, maybe some family time, hopefully taking any kind of safety precaution you can, this yes. is the energy that I needed today so Aww. i am everything you know i don't believe that everything happens for a reason but i do believe that i am super grateful that you came on ag can you tell the people how to listen to your podcast where to follow you online yes. where to buy stuff from your store because guys you know i'm decorating my apartment right now cloth is stuff happening in play posted a preview pic of it on social there is going to be some of christian stuff on display on display on display each and every day so tell Absolutely. the ag's literally everything okay so you can follow me on instagram at christian gray snow that's where i make all my messy housewives memes post all my housewives opinions all that good fun stuff and you can listen to the slut pig podcast anywhere that you get your podcast we have new episodes out every friday um most recent episode was with ryan bailey we recapped episode three of real housewives of orange county um recently have had vicky on we've had kyle on dorit um we've had some throwbacks like lynn Curtin and alexis bellina so we've had everybody um and you can get your housewives goodies at the and you can get everything from hoodies to wall art to mm. mugs mm. to hats to all kinds of goodies so yeah go check it out uh and guys while you're checking out and while you're buying some stuff no that the AG Patreon is popping. An episode went up with Milk and Don't Call Me Honey, another Instagram content creator who has covered the realm of the sketch illustration. Chic, c'est la vie, c'est bon, c'est bon. Listen to that episode, <laughs> 45 minutes, talking about New York. How do we solve a problem? And also, P.S., we spent 45 minutes talking about the future of New York for the AG Patreon. Then I go to get some olives at my local bougie Upper East Side Market. And who is in front of me in a full fur, hair gorgeous for days, looking like a fucking supermodel aglow. Luann. Jillian Zarin. No! Herself. Did you Jill say Zarin. hey? And I... I absolutely did not because I've interviewed her a couple times. I have my mask on. I look like fucking shit. And I was like, this is not the day. I need to get my $3 worth quarter pound plus, uh, yeah, quarter pound, like third a pound of hidden <laughs> Kalamata olives because I am such an asshole. I need a specific olive from a specific place. <laughs> but I was like, this is not it. Oh, she moved to, did you hear this? What? Did I hear this from you? Allegedly, she moved. Well, we know she moved to the Upper East Side, allegedly into Ramona's apartment building. So I'm going to see her awful lot. Can oh you believe? You're giving God. me eyes. You're I giving wanna, me scary can eyes. Can I come visit and we, like, happen to run into her? That would be, like, really nice. Absolutely. You get and your I olives and I'm, I'm going to get a selfie, okay? I mean, I'm here for it. And that's why I created a office in my two-bedroom apartment to encourage people not to stay over here. Oh, do I live in a... <laughs> Do I have it? Nope, I don't. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>
It's okay. I'm a hotel girl. I will, we'll meet there. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> You're going to stay at the Regency. Absolutely. We'll run into Tom. We'll run into Harry. And we will say a hello to Jill. Um, so, guys, we're I'm doing a collab with Milk and Don't Call Me Honey on Instagram in conjunction with this Patreon episode. When five of his remarkable remarkable prints the contest ends this wednesday so get your ass over to my instagram to enter obviously a totally free at dame galley on ig because i hope that an ag wins i'm so yes. hopeful fingers crossed um and you should be following me on instagram anyway what the hell are you doing guys listen we're up on the holiday season some of you are traveling Send in you love and support. Family is tough. And for a lot of people, your travel plans are in flux due to COVID. Yes. I just hope that we, everyone is staying as safe as you possibly can. Stay safe. Stay sane. Get vaccinated. Boosted. My booster is scheduled can. for this weekend. Lord help me. Love to hear Here it. Here we go. Third. I got a third dose because of my underlying yada yada and best thing I did that day. Perfect. Um, guys, thinking of you. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.